What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. Happy Star Wars Day. Once we get done recording this, I'm going to watch the finale of Clone Wars. Lyndon, you got to watch it this week. It's crazy. The whole last arc is about is just pretty much episode three through the eyes of Ahsoka. It's wild. Oh, I'm ready, man. I'm going to watch it this week. We'll come with our review next week. And while I'm watching this, you have to watch Harley Quinn season two because it's time for us to talk mm. about it. So, mm. Yeah. I got to finish Harley Quinn season one, actually. Well, you're going to have to finish all of that. Plus, it, look, we got a lot of good animated stuff this week on the docket we'll talk about on Movie on the Rise, something I'm super excited about. And then, yeah, man, I'm going to watch Star Wars Clone Wars. I've heard this finale, what they did with episode three is great. I hear high praises for Dave Filoni on the timeline. So I'm super excited to check that out. I'm excited to talk about Harley Quinn next week. But this week we got the finale of Dave Fire. Dave, Dave might win an Emmy this year. If he doesn't, I'll, I'll be kind of upset. So we got the finale of Dave. We got um, our – we're not doing our actor game this week because you didn't give me an actor. No. Okay, well, I'm, so. I got a, I found a bunch of stuff on Twitter today. There was a thread that everyone was passing around um, that there's a bunch of like past movie rumors that could could have happened, almost happened. Mm. I want to talk about what could have been. And okay, that's okay. what we'll go through later. Oh, and then we got the last dance, of course. This this is I know we keep saying this, but like this is legit the best week so far. Yeah, and we're pretty much at the midway point. We're at, the, we're at the shits. Like, we're getting into the shits now. And, like, this is really, like, Jordan, not the cookie-cutter version. And this is what I've been waiting to see. But we'll talk more yeah, about Yeah, I feel that. like next week Maybe. is definitely going to be the, the, the whole shits. And then and they started it this so week. And Let's save seven, all this. Because, like... That's... Okay. Yeah, that's a point I want to touch on. Like, what, you... you the, we'll, we'll get to all that. But, yeah, I'm excited Man. to talk about Last Dance and Dave. But due to our first story, we're going to be casting something... Later in the show, a live action casting. People have been asking us to do this, so we'll probably be doing this more on the show, but I'm super excited for this a little later. Yeah, that's definitely a really hard thing to do is casting because we don't know the money and all of that, but like this is kind of like a mixture of what the fans have been saying with what we think could actually happen, and that's yeah. going to be fun to do. Look, I went with Lion King Jungle Book money. They put a lot into that, and I feel like they're going to put a lot into this. So, But Beauty and the Beast didn't so. get a lot of money. That, like, that was one that was kind of... You know, but I mean, yeah, Lion King. Is they the still did one. well for themselves. Yeah, I know. It's Beauty and Beast killed, but yeah, so. I'm ready whenever you are, brother. All right, man. Let's uh, go ahead and get things started. Uh, the first thing that we're going to be talking about later on is the live-action Hercules. Disney is has tapped the the Russos to produce. A live action Hercules, the the a remake of the hopefully movie animated movie musical. No, that's um, what they're doing. They're doing the Disney. This is a remake of the Disney animated Hercules. One hundred percent. Yeah, they did a remake of Mulan without the without the music. They said they're sure. keep, they said they're keeping everything like 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 this because they say that this this is like special to the culture or the special to the generation. That well, I mean, affected. you got to think if you make a Hercules movie without the the music, then it's just another Hercules movie. And we like, should, and, and I think Disney seen that, and I think Disney has has seen that exactly. I think with like the Rocks version, the different versions throughout that, like people have tried. Oh, the Hercules and his labors, or the Hercules fighting one of the labors for the movie. Look, man, the most successful Hercules story to date is Disney's. Don't diverge from it. 
don't leave away. And this is something that I want to say when the Russo brothers last movie was a flop. 21 Bridges was I, it was kind of successful. They seem like they only work well under a lens of having some guidelines, but they can play throughout the guidelines. I know they're not directing, they're just producing. So hopefully with Hercules, the template, the person that they decide to work with in the director chair, we can get something similar, but they can make some changes here, there. Like Aladdin, like how Aladdin, we got the genie song, how we got uh, different versions of genie doing extra stuff, how we got additional Aladdin stuff and how they tweak some things, but it still felt what it still felt like the original animated version, but it felt fresh in its own way. Oh, I hit my headphone. Up. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that, you know, them adding Dave Callahan to the script that, you know, he's, it, I think it's a little bit iffy because he's, we I don't know about Shang-Chi yet. You know, we don't know about Wonder Woman 1984 yet. Uh, you, did you see the Zombieland movie? No, but I was going to say the Godzilla he wrote is the one that I like. I know okay. people don't like it because they didn't. That was the start of not seeing Godzilla. But I think more so than the other movies, that one, that story I could get behind. And I enjoyed it. Well, you know, I think this is definitely a movie that people are have been clamoring for. We talked about the live action Robin Hood that they're going to do. I think this is definitely... One that's more interesting to the culture, but like the thing is, and we'll think, and we'll talk about this more when we talk about the casting. Who do you try to appeal to the most when you market this film? And oh. that's something that we're gonna have to put into account when we're casting. And see, I think that's the difference between Robin Hood and this. I think Robin Hood's gonna be Disney Plus more for the kids. I feel like this is for the generation of people, and if it attracts teens and, and younger kids, cool. But I think they're gonna they're gonna stay true. Also. Shout out to Daniel RPK. They are in development as well at, with a live action Tarzan rendition from their their version. That one I don't know about. Like that one, I'm not. Are we about I to have know, monkeys? Man. Like, oh, what are we doing? And, and, and like, are we gonna? Tar- I don't want Tarzan to be black because that. <laughs> like, I just like that's not the one. <laughs> I'm cool if he's a white guy in this one. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. Like that. <laughs> We'll talk about that when that's more of some something, but I don't want to get into the whole Tarzan thing. Like that, that I, I don't even really consider that like a Disney thing, but I guess like it's the same thing with Hercules, where like, but I f- I feel like Hercules is more of a Disney thing than than uh, Tarzan. Yeah, I mean, like I feel like a Tarzan movie based off the Disney would be just like the other Tarzan movies. <laughs> I mean, but with some some CGI uh, monkey singing. But with some CGI monkeys and Phil Collins backtrack, like I mean, that's <laughs> but that's a good Phil Collins backtrack. Not gonna even let's lie. Like, well, that's, that's the whole movie. <laughs> the whole movie is the Phil Collins soundtrack. Like it's you know, people don't even watch the movie now; they're just listening to the soundtrack. And something that I always remembered because I, for some reason, this was the first DVD where I watched the behind the scenes, and I I listened. This stuck with me forever about how the director decided to make this. I don't know if the live action can make the vine swinging and the sliding on branches and all the tree sliding and all the, the way Tarzan moved. I don't think they can recreate that because the animation studied multiple snowboarders, skateboarders, and different action sports and took the way they would grind, the way they would flip, the way they would surf, or the way they would do things and, and like made that into the animation. You cannot capture that live action. So one of the coolest things about Tarzan, you're not going to get. So it's like what you were said. It's just going to be basically the same thing we've been seeing. Yeah, I mean, I don't really see 
the need for that. But I mean, that's not really what you know is on the docket yet. I mean, we'll figure out that more when it comes to that. But right now, we'll, we'll get to Hercules a little bit later on. But uh, nice. Space Jam Two has an official title. LeBron James tweeted out a picture of himself wearing a hat on Instagram with a logo: a spa- Space Jam: A New Legacy. Oh, I asked Schubert why this is on the docket. This isn't news, but good for LeBron. I'm, I don't know if I'm hyped for this movie. Let me be honest. I don't know if I'm hyped for this movie either. I think I'm about through with it. And it's like, I just don't know. But I just the, the don't thi- know. The like, question, are the Monstars though, back? Like, what are we doing? You know, Lyndon, the one thing that could actually help this movie is the rollout of HBO Max. If Looney Tunes on HBO Max really hits, then I think people might be like, okay, well, what are we going to get out of this new era of Looney Tunes? And like, I can't you know, lie. Screw, screw LeBron and, and, and whoever else he's going to bring on here, but, like, what are the Looney Tunes going to bring? I day? think that this rendition of Looney Tunes looks better than, not the OG, but everything from... After the OG ended, all the new versions of Looney Tunes. You know how for our generation, they tried to do What's New Scooby-Doo? That worked. But with Looney Tunes, they tried, like, sitcom style. They tried different versions yeah, of it. Yeah, the Bugs Bunny thing. Yeah. Like, and Daffy Duck living in a house. Weird. And then, and this like, one, you did, like, the baby Looney Tunes. This one feels classic Looney Tunes. This one feels, yeah. like, just updated animation. Maybe some new stories here or there. But this feels legit so I'm, i agree with you if this is successful i think space that could make me more interested in space jam but not for lebron more so for the looney tunes themselves but yeah i think i think the jordan duck is kind of making everyone reassess the uh, the space jam thing here it's like uh do we really want it again yeah i know like i'm i'm really like just pro jordan right now so like that's just that's where we're at right now. But maybe, maybe when we get closer, see a trailer, LeBron. But I am respecting LeBron. This documentary has made me be less critical on LeBron James because he is such a great talent that we probably won't see for a long time. And I'm trying to enjoy what we have left of him. I will criticize him in his game because that's what we do. But, like, I do have more I, – I, I realize that some of my biases towards him when he went to Cleveland, even though I don't agree with it, I need to let some of that hate out my heart go. So we go. We it's it's gonna be a little less less critical, but still criticizing, but just more respect in it. So shout out to shout out to LeBron James. I'm I'm not on the fan bandwagon, but I do have I'm on the respect bandwagon. And I've always respected him off the court. I'm just talking on the court. I'm not because I've all I I think LeBron James is the best off the court athlete we've ever seen. And just just in the sense that he no scandal. He's been watched since he was in high school. We've never heard a blemish. We've never heard any of this. He has a great family. He has a wife. And I think this goes into something we talked about off air. I don't know how interested I would be in the LeBron James documentary getting more so in the person. I think the documentary I'd want to see from him would be called seven seventy three and nine question mark. I think not. And I in the, the story of Cleveland when he just that season. That's the thing about like thinking about a LeBron documentary, and I'll say this before we you know we get because we'll talk about it all later. Uh, I think his would be segmented not the same way as Jordan's, where like Jordan kind of takes a year by year thing. Like LeBron, there's just some washed years. There honestly are. Like last year, washed. Like I don't want. I don't care about anything the about Cleveland, that first the, year in LA. The first the two, set of two Cleveland seasons, years. After, you know. The first Cleveland year I'm interested in. The second year of Cleveland I'm interested in because they win the title. But the two years after that, now, 
No, no, no. I'm talking about the fr- rookie year on to pre-leaving Miami. I'm talking about like his, on, on the comeback. Like, oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I would be interested in some of the rookie stuff and like him, him on the come up because like that was kind of what was really interesting about the Jordan doc this time around because you never really heard the stories of his come up and like but see, the we, grind it takes to get to the title. I and, disagree like, because we heard the LeBron. LeBron that's why I think we'd have to see it from Miami. I, I, they'd have to do it, like you said, in sections where we get a Miami. Like I did, like the 30 for 30s, it wouldn't be one congruent 10 spar special. Like one week, one year we get the Miami 30 for 30. Probably, I feel the, like you could do like a, a part special for LeBron, but it'd be like two episodes, first Cleveland sin, two episodes Miami, two episodes second Cleveland sin, two episodes LA. Honestly, I, I'd want, even though we've had the high school LeBron movie, which I wouldn't go watch in theaters with my best friends when it came out, the high school years are something that's really dope about LeBron's story. And I know I've seen it before, but like... Well, you know, we you could probably narrow some of that down. Like I'm saying two episodes for the... Like you could probably do one episode high school, one episode Cleveland Early Cleveland, years. yeah, then, then two Miami... Two Cleveland, two Cle- second Cleveland stint. Maybe, maybe even one. Because like that's what I'm saying with that second Cleveland stint is like there was just some years where like sure they made it to the finals, but like there was no stopping the Warriors. And at the end of the day, do you really want to watch the documentary about the losers, or do you want to watch that <laughs> Warriors documentary? And that's what I'm saying. Like there's some documentaries that work so more. So that's why I think LeBron's would be better. in you know how we have the Shaq Penny documentary for Thirty for yeah. Thirty. Have one about like LeBron's. The seventy three and nine will beating that Warriors team. Have one another time about uh the Miami years. Get D Wade in it. Get everybody in it. And make it a big thing. I don't think he needs a ten part series like Jordan because he's it's called different. take my ta- take took my talents to South Beach. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Jordan stayed with one team the whole time. LeBron has a very fluctuate fluctuating career, and he has a lot of like you said down years. Not saying that Jordan didn't, but. It's just different because he went to so many different teams and there's so many different eras of him. It would work better as different, I think, separate docs. And, I think and, and that's something we're going to end up seeing in the future of the NBA stars because of the movement. Um, you know, LeBron really is kind of that first elite player to do it for multiple teams, yep. like, you know, three or, you know, possibly three. I mean, he hasn't done it for the third team yet, but... Could have been if they would be playing, but that's a whole other that's a whole other deal. Yeah, no, we'll talk more about this with the Jordan Doc. All right, next up, I have IMAX CEO Richard Gelfon revealed that Christopher Nolan is pushing for his new movie Tenant to maintain its two, July release date and not to be pushed forward. He said, "I don't know anyone in America who's pushing harder than Chris Nolan to have theaters open and to have his movie released in July when it's scheduled for." He explained confirming that the post-production has continued throughout the lockdown, which means it'll be ready to go. IMAX has reportedly incorporated a number of remote tools in our workflows to ensure key staff members can report to work and keep Tenet on track for its tentative July release date. Christopher Nolan said, I got points on the uh, box office opening weekend because he he's like Leo. He makes his money, majority of his money from if the movie succeeds and does well, he gets a chunk of the box office, so I don't blame him. But it's crazy that he's making people work through quarantine. <laughs> but, like, that's your job, bro. You, you still at work? I, I don't think that that's crazy. Like, that's the thing. Like, I, I understand. I'm going to work. That's yeah, that's what I just said. You're at work. I'm going to work. I'm doing media stuff. Like, you know, they, they can go into a booth and do post-production. Like, there's nothing. I mean, like, I can You can see do post-production who, at your house. 
I mean, I could see people who are doing animated films to keep going to work. Because, I mean, they're not going out oh. and, like, on set. They said the but voice I mean, act, they, they keep the voice actors home. You could do it at home yeah. and, send, and send the work over. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't see why you couldn't continue to do work like that. No, I'm not. I mean, look, I'm not disagreeing with you. So, but I mean, like, the way he pushing, stated pushing it, it to get, pushing it to get to July is you know a little bit iffy. But I mean, that, I also think that people are just being really unimaginative with the whole thing about releasing movies because there are ways that we could be doing this without oh, having people go into the theaters. Universal said they liked the the on demand idea, and then AMC was like, "We're never playing another Universal movie for as long." As long well, as I mean, I, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean. <laughs> You know, there's a, c- a company at Pensacola that's doing pop-up movies, and like they're probably making a killing right now because you just put oh, that, put some screen out somewhere, and get the cars out there, and yeah, just do the driving. I think like, I'm gonna, people, I think I'm like, gonna host a night in Lafayette of a drive-in night. I'm gonna see if I can get some, some a screen and a projector and like. Because I mean, like it's just ridiculous, man. Like we could be doing this in every town right now. All you got to do is get in your car and yeah. we watch these movies, and we could still get them released. I mean, like. They're just being unimaginative right now. And the being, question like, is picky. the sound. It's how the did, whole, this whole AMC deal. Like, how did drive-ins chill. get sound in the car? Uh, well, it's the same thing that every little small town, podunk town does for their Christmas light show where the, with the radio frequency. So they can <laughs> figure it out real easy. <laughs> go to, like, you know, one of the blank radio stations, AM, like, you know, 667, like, and then, like, Get it done. Through that frequency, Look, get it done, I, man. Like, I prefer the drive-in idea to the on-demand. Like, all you do is drive up, watch. You pay. You drive up, watch the movie. You get no con- – you're just paying for the ticket. You bring your own concessions, and you watch the movie. I think that's such a great idea. Yeah, so, I mean, the, you know, the issue, of course, would be the whole bathroom thing. But, I mean, you know, people hold it. Yeah. <laughs> hold it and go to your house, man. Like, what are you talking about? But also the video on-demand thing. But we're going to see because – I mean, movie theaters I mean, are I'm glad in the, that some people are going to on demand or putting it through Netflix. Like, movie, you know. But I mean, movie theaters are on the first like the first set when we reopen to get reopened. But it's yeah, but I mean, like, even then they're putting like small segments of people in there. Yeah, you know, like 10 people per theater get a drive in. We can get 100 eyes on it. Look, I'm just saying if tenants in the theaters in July and they're open and only 10 people get in there, you best believe I'm going to be in there. Laugh. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be one of the two. But uh, next up, let's see what we got. Next up, Lionsgate has hired American Hustle scribe Eric Warren Singer to write Now You See Me 3, the latest installment in the franchise based on the fresh take by Singer. Um, the first two movies, Now You See Me, in the series have taken in $687 million worldwide. The previous film starred Jesse Eisenberg, Woody Harrelson, Isla Fisher, and Dave Franco and Morgan Freeman, among others. No casting has yet been set for the third installment. Singer's character, um, singer's take will introduce new characters in the world, also creating opportunities for the original cast to reprise their roles. I want a whole new cast, a whole new take. Now You See Me is a great idea. It was a great thing, but I think when they went to the second one, it petered out and not it wasn't as good as the first one. Give me a new cast of magicians, a new story, and let's see how you do it. You think it would it would work? I I like the idea of now you see me in that world. Like let right. it be some magicians who saw what Jesse Eisenberg and them were doing, but he's doing his own thing now. Yeah, I mean that it's always the concern with these quick reboots of a series that wasn't really for that far down the line. It's like, you know, is as it do Has people still care time? about the property? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I can barely even remember those movies, honestly. So, well, uh, Mark Ruffalo know. was in it as well. Okay, well, I mean, like, we'll see, we'll see how much money gets put behind it. And, you know, Lionsgate's doing it, so I guess yeah, that's a big studio. Um, and American Hustle is a good movie, so yeah. 
you know, there's definitely some promising things here. We'll see who gets cast. But that's all I got uh, on that. Yeah, Paramount Pictures has landed a spec script for a- The Aliens Are Stealing Our Weed with Gina Rodriguez attached to star and eternal scribe Ryan Furpo writing the script. Ooh, okay. uh, the, um, the, the story follows Candace, who's played by Gina Rodriguez, and Izzy, two hapless pot growers who, after their entire crop of weed is inexplicably goes missing, uncover an alien conspiracy to steal the planet's marijuana supply. Interesting. We talked about this a couple weeks ago with 420, the best stoner movie. So maybe this will be good. Gina Rodriguez from uh, Jane the Virgin. Whatever. Yeah, I did not see Gina Rodriguez from Jane the Virgin being in this crazy stoner movie, but I'm in for it. Good for her, man. Whatever. Shout out to you, girl. Next up, we got Superman Man of Tomorrow. The new DC animated film is coming this summer following a young Clark Kent as he gets to grips with being both hero of Metropolis and adjusting to his new job as intern with the Daily Planet. The movie features a fresh cast, two full of Hollywood A-listers, Emmy Award winning Darren Chris stars as Kal-El. Uh, Zachary Quinto is playing Lex uh, Luthor. Alexandro Daddario is voicing Lois Lane. Do you like seeing Darren Chris as Superman? I don't. I don't know. I, whatever. I th- I thought that was interesting. Like Darren, I, I didn't couldn't see Darren Chris's voice being, uh, you know, Clark Kent, Kal El. Like I, I wonder. I, I don't know. Let me Quinto see. Quinto as Lex Luthor makes sense. Yo, yeah, I like Quinto as Lex Luthor. Let me see something because uh, Superman, Frank Miller. Hold on, give me one sec. I'm gonna tell you what story I think they're gonna do. Oh yeah, I think they're gonna do Superman Year One by Frank Miller. Yeah, that's what yeah. this sounds like. So unless they're doing the Superman Man of Tomorrow movie, uh, comic, but I don't know. This sounds to me more like Superman, uh, the Frank Miller version, and that's pretty dope. So if it's going to be that one, cool. Also, uh, Justice League Dark Side War, I believe, is out now. Uh, let me – oh, Dark, so. uh, Dark Apocalypse War? Yeah, I believe – oh, yeah, it comes out May 5th. So it'll be out tomorrow by the time you guys hear this. So, yeah, it's out now. I'm super excited to watch that. That that's on my movie on the rise. I'm just through throwing that out there. But that's all I got for this, Shuby. Yeah, are both of those going to be on the streaming service? I believe so. I believe right. so. No reason why they shouldn't be. So you know, and DC probably streaming HBO service Max. after after Harley Quinn's over gets some more content to the, the movie. to the service doing yeah. better than Disney. Uh, yeah, anyway. I feel like I feel like that DC streaming service is about to be. Well, it's about to be on HBO Max. Yeah, but I think they'll keep it for comics and keep some shows on there, but HBO Max is going to be the main DC where the major shit is. I think it, everything will eventually get to DC Universe, and some stuff may air there originally and HBO Max, but I don't see it being major for DC content too much longer, besides yeah, comics. I mean, it was one of the first to do what it did. But I, mean, it, I, like, I enjoyed it, but, like, yeah. it's Yeah, I don't, it's, I don't it's bad it. out. Yeah. But it, it did well. It did. It did Any, do a good job, and I enjoyed it. Any, I still pay for it. Anyway, some more DC news. We talked about whether or not there could be a new casting for Ezra Miller, but the Flash movie put out a casting call for the character of Iris West, which would mean they would be replacing Kiersey Clemens, who was cast in 2016. Kiersey Clemens never got really along with DC. There always was some issue, and I'm not saying that that's her fault. That That's probably on both parties, but... It just seemed like that relationship never really worked out. She was part of the Rick Fama Ua casting. Zach still liked her just like he liked Ezra, so they stayed. I don't, I think this is the start of seeing a new Flash with Robert Pattinson. What? 
I think we're I think we're gonna need a whole new cast of Flash people. Oh, to be with the Battinson. Yeah, to be in that universe. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like this also kind of hints that we might get that Ezra Miller change that we we've been expecting. Like I think that like, yeah, that's what I'm just Yeah, I mean they've discovered now that they got to do a total reboot on this thing and figure out like what direction they're gonna go with. The question is what happens with Momoa and Wonder Woman. That's the main question. Because Shazam, wa- Shazam wasn't set in that universe because they never showed Superman. They never showed Batman. They just showed, like, pictures of, like, toys and whatnot. Yeah, uh, but the issue with Shazam is that you can tell that it's totally in our time. So, like, but but at the end of the day, you know, DC never just said that they were going to make, like, a laid-out universe. So, like, we could be doing individual stories that could end up Meeting at a point or or not, but like at the end of the day, they're trying to make quality DC stories. Like even this Batman thing, this Batman thing doesn't seem like a a Marvel movie that you know has its individual story, but definitely has a a bigger spectrum. Like no, this seems like like an isolated comic book movie. Yeah, so like I feel like even with this Flash movie, it doesn't really matter like how it's going to connect to uh, Batinson's you know movie. But um, it could, I, it could, but I think like more so they just want to figure out the whole reboot thing. They might just try and um, start from the ground up and, and like do an intro origin. This could be our last uh, Wonder Woman movie with Gal. I don't know. You think we're gonna I mean, get more? I, I think it just depends on how this movie is perceived. Does. Yeah, true, true, true. It's all about yeah. They're very. I'm not gonna say they're reactionary because they're doing different stuff now, but. If the money's coming, they're not gonna stop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like if Gal if Gal Gadot is still putting out quality Wonder Woman's, like they're not gonna stop putting those out. I mean, very true. So, but that's all we got on this. Should be let's jump to the movie on the rise. Yeah. So my movie on the rise are two things that have already are already out by the time that you're listening to this. The Clone Wars finale that came out on May the fourth, and Rick and Morty came out on Sunday. Yeah, it came out tonight when we were recording. I'm going to watch that probably after this. But super excited for both of those. Going to watch both of these this week for us to talk about next week. I'm hyped. My movie on the rise is something Hulu's doing with the creator of Rick and Morty, Justin Roiland, called Solar Opposites. It's a adult animated comedy. So I'm super excited to see what this is all about from Hulu. So good for Justin Roiland. Going to have Rick and Morty and Solar Opposites out at this time. So. Yeah, Why? Solar Opposites almost looks like it's in the Rick and Morty verse. The universe, yeah, no, it looks pretty. It looks pretty crazy. So I'm hyped yeah, for so. that. All right, definitely. And you oh, also okay. said uh, the DC. Oh yeah, movie. the DC. Uh, yeah, the uh, Dark Apocalypse War. It's it's uh, it's uh, taking inspiration from the D- Dark Side War in the comics. So that'll be out tomorrow by the time you guys hear this, and I will definitely be watching that. But all right, all let's right. uh talk about some. Yeah, let's talk about th- Dave. No, let's talk about this little this Twitter thing. Oh, I thought you wanted to do that before the things. Hercules casting. I thought we were going to go review. No, let's just discussion. go ahead and get through it now because, like, our reviews are definitely going to take some time, and this is just a fun little thing. I wanted to get your opinions on some of them. So Run it. The EPH Winslow put out this thread. I don't know where he got a bunch of this information. Some of it is public knowledge because they do mention the Nicolas Cage Superman, but these are some movies that he put on this thread that were supposed to happen and didn't. EPH so what? Cam- EPH Winslow. Winslow. Um, so James Cameron was set to produce an adaptation of X-Men with Catherine Bigelow directing. Bob Hoskins and Angela Bassett were going to play Wolverine and Storm. 
Cameron found himself more interested in developing Spider-Man instead, causing it to be canceled. Wait, re- repeat that again? Because I'm trying to find this thread. Yeah, it would have been maybe two days ago. Okay. All right, so just tell me what you said again, real quick. James Cameron is, was set to produce an adaptation of X-Men, directed by Catherine Bigelow, starring Bob Hoskins as Wolverine and Angela Bassett as Storm. Ooh, okay. Bob Hoskins as Wolverine? Weird. What a weird, yeah. what a weird choice. I mean, that would have been back like in the 90s, I'm pretty sure. And yeah. this, this is pre-X-Men, pre-Spider-Man. So James Cameron was more interested in doing a Spider-Man film, and he was going to direct it. It was going to star Leonardo DiCaprio. I knew of this. Arnold Schwarzenegger as Doc Ock, and it was going to be explicit with a sex scene between him and Mary Jane on the Brooklyn Bridge. Marvel, man. Back before they got went but, bankrupt, they were doing some yeah. wild, ambitious stuff. I bet this would have been fire. <laughs> I think it would have been real fire. Like <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio, Spider-Man, that's what everyone It would have been definitely different than this. What we got now, it would have been a, probably a darker version of Marvel. Crazy. Uh, you know, a lot of people, there was like an Aliens anniversary or something that came up, so a lot of people who are into Aliens might have liked this idea. Direct, District 9 director Neil Bloomkamp was going to develop a sequel to Aliens, and it would have brought all the originals back, focusing on the consequences of the Aliens being weaponized. Oh, I it knew this. It was canceled by Fox because of Pr- Prometheus. Back when I was watching, rest in peace to the legendary John Schnepp, back when I was watching uh, Collider Heroes, uh, back when he and John Campy were working on that, they always talked about this, this story that Neil Blumkamp had a uh, alien. So I knew this. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. Uh, Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro was hired to direct an adaptation of The Hobbit. Um, but they, he was going to split the, two, the book into two movies and implementing a fairy tale approach to the source material. Yep, I knew of that. Okay, solid. Um, Guillermo del Toro was going to direct Disney's Beauty and the Beast. And it was said to be more darker and tell more of the original story. Crazy. Okay. That would have been interesting. Disney wouldn't have let that happen. No. Uh, after purchasing the film rights to Harry Potter, Warner Brothers reached out to Steven Spielberg to direct. He wanted to combine the books and adapt them into an animated movie. That would have been crazy. Uh, that would have sucked. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, David Fincher had plans to film two Girl with the Dragon Tattoo sequels back-to-back, but due to delays caused by script revisions, he left the project. Rooney Mara said that she would have been interested in reprising her role, but instead they rebooted with Claire Foy. Damn, what a miss, because the first one was great. That's what I'm saying. Like That would have been pretty, pretty solid if they could have... Uh, That's like the first thing I'm really it. sad that didn't happen. Right? Like the um, first real one of this. Kerry Joji Fukunaga was originally set to ad- adapt it, but left citing creative differences. His version would have been very different. Will Poulter was going to be Pennywise, and the script carried a much darker tone with gorier scenes and explicit depictions of sexual assault. Ooh, that's why they got that out of there. Yeah, that seemed a little bit too much. Okay. Um, when, George, when George Lucas sold Star Wars to Disney, he sold them scripts for a sequel trilogy. His vision involved creatures, the wills who can control the universe, which you've heard before. Yeah. But I mean, and then of course we've heard of Colin Trevorrow's and, uh, and the Nicolas Cage Superman. Yep. Oh, dual bladed Ray. Gosh, Colin Trevorrow had it right. Yeah, I know. Right. Uh, Robert Eggers spent years developing a remake of Nosferatu. Um, it has been speculated that Robert Pattinson was offered that role. Mm, okay. 
Um, I see the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's Rasputin. Yeah, right. That's kind of crazy. That's kind of crazy. Uh, Sofia Coppola spent years developing a very dark adaptation of The Little Mermaid with Maya Hawke as the lead. Uh, however, the studio wanted a more established star, which led to Chloe Grace Moretz originally getting cast and said, ultimately, they left the project. Oh, Sofia Coppola did the right thing in the dip. Yeah. Um, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 4 would have starred Fel- Felicia Hardy, and played by Anne Hathaway, Vulture, Rhino, and Mysterio. Bruce Campbell is going to be one of those. Yeah, he's going to be Mysterio. Mysterio. And unsatisfied with the script, Raimi asked for the movie to be delayed from its uh, 2011 date, prompting Sony Pictures to cancel it. What a miss, Sony. What a miss. That's it. Oh, that was solid. That was super solid. Funny that Anne Hathaway was going to be Black Cat, and then in terms of being Catwoman. Yeah, right. That's that's pretty funny. That's probably why she it would have been did. after, right? No, it would have been before. It would have been before. That's that's. I wonder if if uh, Nolan heard that and was like, oh, I kind of mm, like that. Sounds that. Like a good idea. Yeah, I kind of like that. Fire. That was, that was that's a double little, that's a double list. I enjoyed that. All right, uh, let's jump let's, to Dave. D big our little D L L D L D. Let's jump to Dave. What a good episode, man. Great season. Well, it, I think you should win it. Tie things together. Like I was really confused at the whole thing in the beginning with the jail thing. I was like really vibing though with the whole like cadence of the whole delivery. <laughs> I, was I was like, like "What like, is going?" I thought I, I thought was like, is that this whole I, episode going to be like this thing about him in jail and like because someone watched it on my Hulu. I thought that I wasn't all the way like back. Like I thought this was like a musical episode. I didn't know what was going on, so I was like, "Is this all the way re- rewound?" And it was, yeah. and I was like what the hell is happening? And then we get, oh, it's a song. And I was like, all right, cool, cool. <laughs> and, and hearing the record execs thought of it, that was hilarious. Yeah, I was like, what What a way to start this off. Like, this is, like, pretty crazy. Because, like, the whole music video thing, you know, was pretty intense. Yeah, and, it like, was. I, I kind of wanted to hear the second half of the song. I was just like, damn, Dave, you were... I was like, damn, Dave, you're about to suck this guy's dick. And then he bit it off. And I was like, yeah, don't go out like no punk. Yeah, you don't have to get raped. Stand up for yourself, bro. F that. Be a fighter. Fight that shit, brother. I know you're in jail, but we got to die. I always say, like, if I'm in jail, someone's trying to hurt me, I'm just going to die. We're just all going to, we're just, both parties are going to just die. You're not going to just hurt me and me be emotionally traumatically scarred. We're in jail, man. It's a dog-eat-dog world in jail. You're all wolves out there. Like, that's what jail yeah. life is. Have you ever seen any of those jail docs? Like, so when Dave bit off the dude's dick, I was like, yo, this is hilarious. This is absolutely hilarious. And then, He's like, this is my greatest art ever. Like, I cannot compromise my art. And then I loved him seeing how his friends have been affected by what has happened this season in his life. Mike quit his job, and I think that didn't really set in for him how real it was for him yet. And he was just like, I can do this, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Then L's leaving to go with Trippy Red. And then seeing, I think what really hit him was Gator when Gator was like, bro, you know, I'll never lie to you, but this isn't the look right now. It's like, you got to have those people in your corner that'll tell you when something just isn't the look. And he ended up taking that in consideration. I thought having the Breakfast Club interview them was absolutely amazing. And hearing with him and Gator's relationship and hearing their discussions, because that's how Charlemagne and Angelique are. They try to railroad you and get you to say dumb shit. And if you stand the test of fire, they, they respect you. And that's what happened. And Gator stood up for him. And I thought that was amazing. And by seeing Gator stand up for him, he was like, these guys care about me. I got to do a little something for them. 
He doesn't play the song. Freestyles gives an incredible freestyle that was absolutely amazing. We see Charlamagne and Angelique Ye dig it, and it's just like next season. I expect the season to start off with that. Dave is about to go on tour. Like Dave is the man. Like he's coming up. Like a successful Breakfast Club freestyle album's about to dr- like the album should be dropping for the next season. The question is, will Ali be in his life? Yeah, I mean, like that's part of that's one thing that we finally discovered is that they definitely did break up and uh, they haven't been. He's talking. not taking it too well, but I mean, like it end that it ends up coming into your art. Like he even mentions it in freestyle. I was like, I probably shouldn't have brought that up, but he did. That's what made it fire. And he talked about his dick. He got tired of it. He was like, I'm gonna just be yeah. me, and that was just amazing. It was just like to see the growth of this was just. I was so happy, and that's why I think this season. It's got to be nominated for an Emmy if it doesn't win. It just had, like, this was the, one of the best comedies this year. I mean, I don't know if it's going to win, but I think it deserves to be nominated. It really kind of caught people by surprise. It was not yep. really something that you expected to be as seriously serious as it was. And, oh, like, and it fuck really... Benny Blanco. Trying to lead Dave down the path of destruction. <laughs> Fucking ass. We don't know the second half of that song. <laughs> we don't. Like, it could have been fire. It could have been. It, I, I think it probably was. Also... Um, uh, before we get off the comedy tip, I want to say I watched Tom Middle Dish and Schwartz. Thought that was freaking amazing. I, I want more episodes I of did. them. I want more episodes of them doing that. I think the only the only one I didn't like was two, but I still thought two was kind of yeah, funny. The second one, one was, was whatever. Right. One was amazing though. The first one was amazing. The first one was amazing. The wedding. Yeah, yeah and the third one was pretty cool. So I like the third one. The third one is a little long, but it, it was it was worth it. Also, I wanted to say. Uh, did you watch the Parks and Rec? Yeah, corrupt- I was about to say, because I was about to say John Ralphio was, he was in there. Was yeah, and I loved it. I love the Parks and Rec special, and I, I get that they're government workers, but it felt too PSAE for me. Didn't it feel a little PSAE? Like the way they were like, well, wash that's your like head. This whole I, thing I, or whatever. I know. Because, you know? I, I mean, like, that's the whole bit is that, you know, we're. We're, you know, Hollywood actors getting together to tell you how to, like, you know, make sure that you do this and this and this. Because I thought the best you, part was, uh, us. I thought the best person in all that was Chris Pratt. Uh, yeah. You didn't like yeah. him? No, I like Chris Pratt, but I would say that they all did really solid. I really liked the side stuff with because that was more bit than the PSA. PSA yeah, the stuff with Leslie like, and Adam John Scott Ralphio. was all... Yeah, was really funny. Mazenduk or the Jason Mazenduk's shows. Yeah, is that Jason his name? Mazendukas. Yeah, yeah, he was great. as like the douche. So like little infomercials were Pert. good. Pert was good. So that's what I'm saying. Like the little bits were good, but like I, you know, I could have done without a lot of the stuff. See, I just I knew it was gonna be like a Zoom call. Like when when I heard this was gonna happen, I was gonna be like, well, this is gonna be just like that Tiger King thing. But I, I, I didn't mind the Zoom call. I just wanted it to be more real life than PSA. Like, like I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting. It wasn't bad. I enjoyed seeing the characters back together. But it was just like, mm, who do you... Me and my girlfriend had this argument. Who do you think is the biggest one of them post Parks and Rec? Who do you think is the biggest one right now? The biggest one right now is Chris Pratt. That's what I... I that's what I said. I, I mean, like, he's he did the best, and she was like, "But Amy Poehler," and I was like, "Yeah, Amy, Amy did well, but she's not a bigger." But star Amy's, than... yeah, Amy's falling off. Chris has. This, I mean, Amy's boys. like Amy's big stuff that she's got going on now has nothing to do with like her on the. Like Duncanville is her. cool, but she's not like, like yeah. 
Like I, I watch Duncanville every week, but like it's not. It's not bigger than Chris Pratt. April mm-hmm. Ludgate had a good career. She's doing well. I'd say. Yeah, like Aubrey Plaza is close. I said Aziz is second. I mean, I would even put Aubrey above Aziz right now just because of the controversy. Oh, but like Master of None is an amazing television show. Like to me, Master of None was probably my one of my favorite. It made my top ten comedy TV shows of the 2010s for sure. Master of None was great. Like the it like the first season was great, but seeing the Italy season, Italy seeing the so heartbreak. Good, yeah. Oh my gosh, that was amazing television. That's why I put oh, Aziz yeah. second. Like, I mean, I'm I, I hate that all that stuff happened with him because we were getting like peak Aziz at that point. That, it was great, and like, and the I mean, comedy even the comedy special that yeah, that yeah. came back after that it was pretty great. So, yep, yep, yep. So yeah, yeah I'd and say Nick Aziz Hoffman's is... kind of big right now. So, oh yeah, because I mean, like, the devs, yeah, devs, and I mean like that ladies you know, is a good him place. in general. I don't know her name. Ladies in the good place. Oh, oh and, the, and then and then you know Retta is on Good Girls right now. Oh, Good Girls, not the good. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was talking about. Retta. Yeah, Retta's in Good Girls. That's a good show. Yeah, that's a good show. But all right, I'm glad you watched that because I was I meant to bring that up this week and I meant to bring but up yeah. the edition Swartz last week. But yeah, going back to Dave, uh, you know, great finale. Really excited to see what happens next. And, um, you know, I think that they did a really good job in the final couple episodes wrapping everything up with all the characters. Like, you can definitely tell, like you mentioned, with the different evolutions of each person, like, there's definitely you growth. See growth. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, that's one of the more serious things about a series is when you can, like, feel like you've grown with each of the main characters. Like, you just kind of feel like it's been a journey with them. And, you know, that's the thing when it comes to these series. Like, if you've been watching a series and you feel like, you know, a little bit of you ends with that series, like with Watchmen, like Watchmen, I'm like yeah. gearing up every week to like watch Watchmen. And like when it gets out of your life, you're like, oh, my gosh, like, what am I going to do now? Like this is kind of, I feel that way with the show. Like, I do, too. Like, I, I definitely do, too. And it's like, what am I going to watch next? And mm-hmm. also, I, I, I want to say his his conversation with his with that girl. I don't know her name, but uh uh, Elsa's girlfriend. Girl, yeah. yeah, when they talked about the logo, I think that's that's the start of the growth. I think Mike's conversation was the shock. I think that conversation when she made all the dicks, but then she starts to show the other logos. He's like, "But damn, these are really good. Maybe I should acquiesce." He acquiesces a little bit, and because he respects what she did, and then we start to see like him like, "Okay, I need to grow more." Like Els, I gotta be happy for Els. Els is going on this journey with Trippy Red, like he's getting his dream. Even shouts out Els in the fucking break. Club thing, it was just like, and he shouts out Mike, he shouts out like, nah, that was it was awesome, man, to see all of their journeys end at this point. And like you said with Watchmen, I'm gonna be so sad to see this go. Hopefully, the boys season two gets here sooner than later. Yeah, luckily, you know, Avatar is coming in a couple weeks to kind of hold people over for a little while. I need something new. I got Um, anime keeping me, keeping me sane, but a lot of that's been delayed though. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different stuff that I'm trying to get out and watch. Like, I don't really feel like I almost feel like there's too much because I mean, been watching I'm not, the Sopranos. That's all I've been watching, really. Yeah, I mean, I kind of want to catch up on some of some of the stuff like that. You um, should watch the Sopranos so we can review. It. Then you should watch The Wire. But also, One Tree Hill. For all that. No, we could just do it in order. We could do it in order. One Tree Hill. I'm on season five. Shit is crazy. This is the four years, six months. Two days later, where Nathan broke his back, uh, he he didn't get drafted to the San Fr- to S- S- Seattle. Uh, Luke has a new girlfriend, Lindsay. Peyton failed as a record person in LA, so she's back in Tree Hill. Brooks like a millionaire with her company, but she came back to Tree Hill because she wasn't happy. 
Mouth, I was so happy to see Mouth, Mouth basically podcasting, trying to get a nut job at the news station. That was dope. And then Skills is coaching with Luke. So that season, I'm digging it. Now they're like our age. So it's like, okay, okay. We're in one tree. We're in a new version of One Tree Hill, even though they look the same age as they did when they were seniors. And I said, Haley looks a lot better now because she's not forced to dress like a young girl. She can actually dress like a woman. And it's like, okay, Haley, your stock went up dramatically miss james scott that's that's the first thing me and my girlfriend noticed we were like damn Haley looks damn. better as an adult you forget that she's a babe yeah, that's what i mean she she didn't look good as a child whatever they tried to make her do it just didn't work and it was like or it's not a child as a teenager and it was just like yo you just you you're looking weird back in the gap and it was like man and i just knew the whole time i was like there's no way james lafferty and uh, Chad Michael Murray looked like high schoolers, the age they were supposed to be portraying. It was just like, and Brooke Davis didn't look like a high schooler. There's no girl who looked like Brooke Davis in high school. People were, or Rachel Katina. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> deep cuts, deep cuts. I'm in the hill, baby. I'm in One Tree Hill deep right now. But yeah, let's talk Last Dance. Yeah, from one basketball court to another. Oh, that was a great transition by me. I set that up. You laid it up. You dunked it. Alley oop. More basketball puns. But uh, yeah, man, this is the end of the 91 championship into the 92 championship. We see the 92 championship, the first episode. Well, the second first, episode's 93. The first bit of the episode, it focuses yeah, on this. the this 98 sad. All-Star game where he meets Kobe and you, we get to see Kobe's interview where he's like, yeah, I wouldn't be the guy I am today without the stuff that Michael taught me off the court. Um, and you know, it was, it was really, it was a really touching bit at the beginning with all the Kobe stuff. And then it rolls into Jordan's shoe, the shoe stuff. Yeah. That's where I call the shoe it. stuff, which was yeah. really interesting. You know, how he pretty much was given this crazy as hell contract from Nike being like, Hey man, like, We'll give you what two hundred and fifty grand, which in the eighty mid eighties is like giant. Yeah, and then it and, just uh, blows up. Yeah, man. And like, the Spike but, Lee commercial changes everything, blows it up, and then that goes into when the shoe deal starts taking off. We see him go like, all right, they just won the ninety two championship. The NBA and Rob Thorne are like, we're tired of losing in the Olympics. We need you to play. You're the best player. You gotta play. And he plays, but he. He made it seem he said that he didn't like it. And I know everybody was saying that like uh Magic didn't like him, Bird didn't like him, Barkley didn't like other people didn't like Isaiah. And I and I believe that that's true, but 100 percent there was another documentary that I watched in other interviews where Michael Jordan said, if I if I play, Isaiah doesn't play. And if Isaiah plays, I'm not playing. Specifically. So if you're Rob Rob Thorne, it's like, bro, I'm choosing Michael Jordan over Isaiah Thomas. 10 days out of the week, every day, 10 out of 10. So Isaiah Thomas saw, saw us bras. You was on that, you was on that bully ass team that was just trying to fight people. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I do think that Michael had a good point in the documentary that, you know, even, even if he did say what you just said, he said, I mean, there's no way that magic and bird and all of them was well, cool with it. Yeah, no, I agree with that. So I, you know, I thought that was a really cool perspective of seeing how he becomes a global icon. Um, you know, b even back into the whole thing about the advertising that they were trying to advertise him that, as a that, golfer that Barcelona, or a tennis player. That Barcelona billboard was crazy. Seeing him next to like the the javelin thrower with his Jordans, and then hearing the Reebok controversy where he covers up the Reebok symbol, and it's just like, yeah, nah, bro. And then this, I saw Patrick Mahomes tweet 
when he had to have where the Texas Tech Under Armour thing, he put a tape over it and wrote Adidas. So it just was like Jordan started a whole wave. Uh, what else happened? Oh, the Horace Grant controversy with the Jordan Rules book happened in this where they said Horace Grant was giving information and Jerry Krause started getting jealous. Bro, the fact that Jerry Krause was like, I don't, yeah, this is a good team, but this is a, a, the greatest of all time organization. It's like, yeah, weird. And the I, whole stuff with Jerry Krause that I thought was so weird is like, you know, the the conversation that they were having where he was like talking about how he liked that player. Tony Kukoc? No, not it, Tony Not even Tony Kukoc. The one. Oh, that, Marley? Marley. Like, That's in the like, second oh, yeah. episode. Yeah, against Phoenix. They're like, yeah. oh, yeah. Krause really liked Marley. And Jordan's like, well, I'm going to make this dude like, Suck. like trash. And the same thing with Kukoc. Oh, Kukoc got him screwed. In the Olympics. Like, they're like, oh, this. this you know, Krauss wants to go watch this dude out in Croatia instead of like focus on the team and pay Scotty. Then you know, screw this guy. And and I know people are saying like I know the documentary made it seem like oh yeah, Kukoc battled back and he probably did, but I just felt like they didn't play as hard on him in the second game. I felt like they didn't. Their point was proven, and I feel like people might have talked to him because the way so. that because there's no way he gonna lock he, like they're gonna lock him up like that and say they're not gonna do that for the second game. I don't believe. That. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like they proved their point early on, and it was and just they over. Gave, with. They gave him just a little bit more space to prove that he could be their teammate, I guess, or something like that. I don't know. I just feel like so, either someone talked to him, or they just felt like we proved our point to Kraus. But yeah, no, Jerry Kraus, what a weirdo, bro! Like screwed up the greatest organization. But like I said, I blame the damn owner, bro. Yeah, you own the team. Like, what are we doing? I just – I don't get that, and the more I watch this, it just makes me upset. Like, he didn't get that. Seeing the Seinfeld bit in uh, – is that 93 or is that 92? Two. That was great. Seinfeld the best. Uh, no, that's 93 because he's about to retire for the first time. Okay. And they were like, yeah, this is the show of the – this is the team of the 90s. This is the show of the 90s. And Seinfeld – Oh, wait, like, no, that was, in the ni- that was in the 98 season. Oh, that was 98? Yeah, it was in the 98 oh. season. See, and that was another – hard was jumping around the timeline because you just never know what was this going was on. This was the worst – like, as great yeah, as these yeah, two episodes were. Rodman. Like, I'm like, if Rodman's there, then I know we're in the, in the 98. Didn't, didn't get any of that. Oh, we saw your Knicks get their ass whooped. Yeah, but I think, like, what was really interesting about – that and through parts of the documentary like you know with that cleveland series in the early, in the 80s is that you realize how important some of these un these untold stories of like eastern conference finals like not a lot of people talk about you know conference finals but so, there's been some really great ones i mean i was just yeah. watching the warriors thunder today conference finals from a few from 2016 of like they went off yeah so like it's crazy to to think about some of these Eastern Conference finals that they had to battle through and where there was actually – where Jordan was being tested. And I feel like every champion has to be tested at some point. And, you know, I'm glad that at least the Knicks were able to challenge somebody. Yeah, and I love seeing the Barkley stuff because, like, people don't ever remember Barkley as, like – Or that team because the yeah. team has had a very, you know, amazing season. And it just shows and that Barkley's were- amazing and all that stuff Draymond Green is talking about, like – Draymond Green could never lead a team by himself with his team to the playoffs, let alone the NBA Finals. They would be a lottery team each year. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to – if they traded him to the Detroit Pistons right now for, like, Drummond or something, Draymond Green's not taking that team to the playoffs. No, no way. No way in hell. 
right, all right. Um, anything else you got on this that we that you saw this week? Oh, the gambling stuff that started. Yeah, the gambling yeah. stuff. Like that that's was episode. Huge. That's the second episode. Okay, yeah. Definitely gonna be the start to going into next week with all the the dark drama. Yep, and like all that was written about him, they was trying to take him off the pedestal, and it's getting gearing up to his first retirement. So I wonder if they're gonna talk about the conspiracy and everything. We're going to see about that. I'm ready. It's gearing up. Let's go, Jordan. Don't dodge it because you didn't dodge none yet. You, you showed your dickness in this episode. Jordan was throwing quarters. He was such a, a, a competitive gambler, a competitive person who liked to gamble. He was throwing quarters against the wall, seeing who could get the closest. That's crazy, bro. That's for crazy. Money. For money. And another thing, who, who thinks in their right mind that security is protecting people? Those dudes look like, like weak, weak, nerdy boys. Like, how are those dudes protecting anybody against... If I was Jordan, I would have got a different set of security. Notice security looks different now. It's all big, big buff dudes are kind of just big, big humans. It's... What are we doing? Like, who are those guys? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think this... You know, Jordan in this episode proved about being such a world icon. I feel like one, someone like that just doesn't... That's that's always been like my idea with the NBA, and that's where one of the parallels that I drew out of this is the the iconness of Jordan, and they even touched upon it with like him being a in in his own social justice, and like you know you know that's what we see very mirrored of LeBron, and that's why I think there's so much more compared. Where like now, if you even watch this documentary and you figure out LeBron's career, you're like, well, these two careers aren't the same. Jordan's definitely like the greatest. But, like, LeBron definitely has that status of the time period. LeBron is definitely the cultural icon of the NBA of this time period. And in the middle of those two was Kobe before a lot of the scandal stuff happened. No, so, true, true. What they were used to talk – what they talked about in this documentary with, like, Michael having to try and keep a squeaky clean image is the same thing that LeBron's having to struggle with in today's time. So it's, it's fun to kind of see the, that parallel with those two guys. In, in that respect from this part of the documentary. No, I'm with you 100% word. Well, that's all I got on the Jordan doc. Where are we at now? Hercules casting. Oh yeah. Uh, all right. Let's, are we going to start with Hercules? Well, let's talk about the, the people that would be cast in this main thing. Of course, the muses we're, we'll talk about the muses. They, they're going to play a big role. There's five of them. Yeah. And um, I, I don't have all five, but I do think Jennifer I Hudson. I think Jennifer Hudson has to be one. I don't know if she wants to do it. Why you don't know if she wants to do it? Well, I mean, I just don't know how much money they want to give her. And I don't I know just, how much it means to her. But I just think I, I oh man, I think she out of anybody should be one of the people. I do not think Beyonce like should do get, it. I feel like you get her over Beyonce. Facts. Like, She's like a I better like, actor. Actor. Jan- Janelle Monet okay. should be a name. Janelle Monet, she's a name that I have on there. Um, I got some like lower budget names on there as well. Amber Riley, who was in Glee. Um, I know that Lizzo's wanted to do it, so Lizzo's probably Lizzo, be on yeah, there. Yeah, I, th- I thought about um, that. I thought that if you wanted to get Jennifer Hudson and you couldn't, you get the the um, the Costco version, Jordan Sparks. Ah, okay, okay. Uh, you can get Journey Smollett Bell. She can sing. Yeah, I don't know. I think she's too good of an actress to be Raven you know, Simone. Fourth, uh, fourth, yeah, I can see Raven doing it. Like, you got to think like we're talking about fourth and fifth muses here. Like, you aren't gonna get like. If you want an older lady, you can get Felicia Rashad from the Cosby Show. Interesting. 
Yep, yep, yep. So any other? Uh, I, saw, I saw some people out there that's saying Fantasia. Ah, fan- can Fantasia act? But that's the thing. Like, you really only need one muse who can act, and the rest are the just narrator, singers. And the rest are just singers. Yeah, true, true. All right, all right. Um, then another character that definitely be portrayed would be Phil, the trainer. Who do you was think? Played by Dan- he was played by Danny DeVito in the thing, so everyone's saying that Danny DeVito should be it again. I have other, I have two other options. Are you CGIing him? You'd have to, yes. I have an idea. I want to hear your. I got Seth MacFarlane. You could probably do Seth MacFarlane. Um, Seth MacFarlane had- can sing, and Seth MacFarlane can bring those comedy chops. I had John C. Riley. That's a good one too. That's not Who bad. John C. Riley can, can sing. sing a little bit too. Yep. Okay. Anybody so else have- you have? Um, not really. The only other name that I saw out there because it's really hard to find other people's opinions of it. Like I, I was thinking John C. Riley. Everyone out there is Danny DeVito. The only other name I saw was Peter Dinklage, and I think that's just a short joke. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, that's not cool. I like. Do you, what do you think about my Seth MacFarlane casting? Because when I when I thought of that, I was like, Seth could probably pull it off. Eighty two voices. Are you gonna hear Family Guy and Hercules? I th- yeah, I think you'd hear Family Guy and Hercules because you know <laughs> Seth MacFarlane is the same voice. Like in Ted, you it's the same voice. So, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> oh man, uh, I do like your John C. Riley though. You would have I, two gods, Hades. You gotta have well, more than two let's gods. Talk, let's talk about well, two of the main gods that we're talking about. I don't want to talk about Hermes and Hera. Okay, like, yeah. know, those are not going to be bigger cast, but like Zeus, who would be cast as Zeus? Ah, okay. I have some, I have some ideas. If depending on race bins or whatever, I got both black and white people to both be Zeus. Either well, I think even if you did do a white actor for Hercules, you could probably still do a black actor for Zeus. I mean, it doesn't really True. matter. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, I got Idris Elba. I have uh, Jeff Bridges. I have Jamie Foxx. I, got, I have. I don't have Jamie Foxx. I have Hugh Jackman. Those were the four that I thought. Um, the other names I I said Jeff Bridges, Elba, uh, The Rock, oh, the um, and Josh Brolin. Okay, not bad. I like. I think the one I like the most. Oh, is- and one more, John Goodman, because you could CGI it, and he kind of has like that boisterous Zeus kind of voice. True, 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 true. I like that we had two of the same. Okay. Who do you have for Hades? Uh, for Hades, it's kind of a, a lot. I have a few different ideas here. Uh, I've seen Jeff Goldblum, and like that's an interesting take on it. But I just don't. I just don't think that he's ready for for that. I've seen Benedict Cumberbatch, which I've would be had interesting. Him. Uh, Tom Hiddleston, which would pro- probably I like Cumberbatch work as, more as than, well. I like Cumberbatch more than Hiddleston. Um, my kind of out. Or you know John Malkovich I've seen out there as well, and I mean he's a, a good option. But the one out there pick that I have is Jason Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis, who is his Zeus? Who's his Zeus? Yeah. Uh, let's say it was uh Jeff Bridges. <laughs> Jeff Bridges and Jason Sudeikis, but isn't uh Hades the older brother? They're the same. Oh. I mean they they have no age. Okay, okay. Jeff Bridges. Okay. Oh. Okay, Jason Sudeikis is so interesting because Hades in the Hercules movie is a comedy guy. He is. You want someone who has a little bit of comedic edge, so that's why I think like Benedict Cumberbatch and Tom Tom Hiddleston. I don't know how if they're really funny enough to be the comedian that this might require. 
That's true. You know, Jeff, Jeff Goldblum has the delivery that could be comedic, but you know, I just think that going some so to someone with some comedy chops might be interesting. Just just out there pick for I me. Mean, How do you feel about um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan? I don't know. No Jeffrey Dean? You don't think he could pull off the comedy chops? I don't think so. Real. I like I kinda like J D J D M. All right, but what you, what you got next? Uh Pain and Panic. Oh, I got the, the minions. I got Middle Ditch and Schwartz, man. That that little that little improv thing showed me they would be great pain and panic. Um I I kinda went with the duo of Big Mouth, John Mullaney, and Nick Kroll. I like that one too. I'm not gonna even lie. I like that one a lot. Um, but I, uh, another one I had out there was Zach Galifianakis and Bill Hader. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a pretty damn good one. I'm mad at that one. Damn, um, that's, a, that's a really good one. And some other names I had out there, um, I, I kind of had John Mulaney and put some other names out there with him because I felt like he would be he would do good. But I, I also thought Billy Eichner was really solid as Timon and could go in here again. But because he did Lion King, I feel like it'd be hard to cast him. True, true. Oh, uh, what about Zach Galifianakis? I said Zach Galifianakis. Oh, you said with, okay. Uh, with Bill Hader. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. Some people, I'm seeing some people saying Aubrey Plaza for Hades and Genderbender. Genderbender. I have that on here as well. It would be interesting if they did it that way, but the the problem is, is I could see where you could do a lot of race bending, but at the core, we're telling the story I, yeah. that is set up in like. For years and years and years, so I feel like you, like they're brothers, like that's their, that's their bit. That's the like, thing, yeah. No, I get that. I ain't mad at that either. I ain't mad at that either. So I'm just, I'm trying to think of other Hades because Hades was the hardest one for me. Uh, Stanley Tucci is another name I've seen out there. Uh, Greg Germain played him on the TV series Once Upon a Time. Oh, I'm just trying to, because somebody put. Somebody puts Kevin Spacey, and I'm like, Kevin Spacey cannot do that. Kevin Spacey's done no, in Hollywood. Yeah. Let me see. Any other? Oh, Jonah Hill is. Oh, but Jonah Hill won't do that. Oh, I got. I got one. I got one. I don't know how I didn't think of this. I just saw this person's picture when I was just scrolling through actors. R. D. J. Robert Downey Jr. Oh and yeah, he could probably do it. He would be. I, a... I wouldn't. I would actually think that he would be a, a top front runner for that. <laughs> that would be after, great. After that whole Dr. Doolittle BS, like he needs he needs a pick me up. And go back to Disney. Disney help me out. <laughs> Let it be he could he could just be a darker version of Iron Man. That's all you have to do. <laughs> just be a douchier, evil version of Iron Man, bro. Yeah. And, and like he could do the comedy. RDJ would be great. Oh man, seeing him in Idris Elba as Zeus and Hades, that would be amazing. Okay, what you got next? Meg. Who you got is Meg. I got a lot of names. All right, let's uh, let's hear them. Everyone, all the fans want Ariana. I just don't know if she has the acting chops to pull off this role. Get her out of here. So, like, that's why I wanted to go ahead and get that out in front because, like, everyone's like, oh, Ariana. And then, like, you know, even Josh Gad came out and be like, oh, I think Ariana could do it, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. Ariana can't do this. Um, and then other people have been like, well, I want Elizabeth Gillies from Victorious. No, 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 no. No. She's not going to do this either. <laughs> But some people that I think that possibly could do it, my number one name is Zendaya. Oh, but she's Little Mermaid. Oh, she's not Little Mermaid. No, she's not. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That's your number one? Real? Okay. All right. Give me what else you got. Let's, let's see. Emmy Rossum from Shameless. She can okay. sing. She kind of looks a little bit like her. Okay. Um, 
I have Zoe Kravitz on here. I like that. She was on my list. That was my number one. And uh, Haley Steinfeld. Haley Steinfeld was on my list as well. I also had uh, Emma Stone, but I don't know if Emma Stone wants to do it. But I had Emma Stone on the list because she can sing. Um, let's see who else I got because I'm looking at the. I got Anna Kendrick on the mm, list. No, out. That's okay. I ain't mad at that. So you don't think she's like fierce enough? No, she's a little itty bitty thing, man. She can't be Meg. <laughs> Demi Lovato. Uh, Demi Lovato would be a very bold choice. Like, I don't know if, how many people would be cool if you picking Demi Lovato when the fans have been clamoring for Ariana. I just, I'm, I'm a big Demi guy. Also, I like uh, the idea of Vanessa Hudgens. No. <laughs> She's also canceled right now. Why she can't? Oh, yeah, because of the, uh, the coronavirus, coronavirus stuff. Yeah, she not really canceled, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Well, then, yeah, I, I think I like your, uh, I think Zoe Kravitz is the best name that I heard throughout all of this from me and you. I just think that she's got too much on her plate to be doing this. She is Selena Kyle. And, but, and that's why I think Zendaya is going to be given the opportunity because, like, I feel like you could slip her in there. She's already part of the Disney scene. She's only doing Euphoria right now that we know of. So, like, I feel like she, she could roll right into this. That is true. Um, see, it also depends on how old they're going. If they're going young, but I'm guessing they're going well, young, that kind, that kind of That kind of goes with the conversation of Hercules because w- when you come to the – to like what people have been thinking about with casting they've been thinking about casting two hercules like a young hercules and an old hercules which but, do you have to it's like no, a young it's, it's like a young in a, in a it's like a, a 15 not, and a 20 no it's more like a it's more like a 15 and a 17 for like real he, all he does is really bulk up mm. so like i feel like you just but cgi some of it some years don't pass Almost like mm-hmm. how many not years enough. does he tra- but, okay. I mean, like, and Hercules is supposed to be young-ish at this point, too. I That's have a why question I think, for like, you. With Meg, you go with a, under 25. Let me ask my question first. Does the time skip mean more to you with the idea of that we both like the Hercules, the animated series, where we see the time where him and Phil train? Well, the thing is, is what if you do the two actors, are you going to have a, a baby play young Hercules and an a middle, uh, like a, a our age play old Hercules because like that's what you would have to do. That's like, what I can't have. That's what I thought. You can't have a sixteen year old and then like go jump to like a thirty year old. You know, like, no, that's true. You, you can't do an older person for Hercules. Like a lot of people have been wanting like Army Hammer or like you know. Uh, no, I don't have him. Sam he- Hegan or Alexander Ludwig. Like those people are a little bit too old. I saw Chris Pratt as one, but that yeah, never happened. Chris Pratt's Taylor way Kitch, too old. Taylor Kitsch cannot play. He's too old. Like, you have to go with younger guys. Um, and that's where I'm wondering where you've been thinking because, like, you have to pick the right age. And and what would you do if you were going to do Young Hercules? Because, you know, where you're asking, like, a Stranger Kids thing to jump in. That's what, like, I, that's what I thought, a Stranger Kids thing. Like, bring one of the Stranger Things kids to Jacob Tremblay. Bring, bring him in. Bring in see, the young that just totally pointless. Like, you, <laughs> I feel like you would just have to get someone that's in that same that's Who? 22 Cause, year old. Because the person that I'm thinking is, Taryn Edgerton was one of the names that came to my mind. <sighs> no. I had the baby it. driver, I had Ansel Elgort come to mind. Ansel? <laughs> I mean, like. <laughs> Who you got I, then? Dude, <laughs> Who are you up at? at? It, it's a really co- kind of controversial thing. And like, here's where like I talk about what age group are you trying to appeal to here? 
Because if you want to get your younger audience in, you got to get someone that they're all clamoring for. And also, if you're going to do someone that's in the middle of the age range, you got to play get someone who could play like a small version of CGI and also get bulked up. And we had him up for the flash casting, but maybe this is where he would land up. But KJ Apa probably has to be Hercules. KJ Apa is I'm Hercules. Serious. Oh my! God. He he fits the look. Everyone would love him in the role. He can KJ Apa is Hercules. Oh he can bulk up for it. He has he's a complete unknown at the moment. You don't want to have someone that has too much of a a face for something else. That it would be. Yeah, it would probably have to be it because, like, who else would you put in that uh, age group? There's not a lot of names that would be thrown out that would work. Is that the only guy you have? Please tell me you have some others. No. Okay. But I mean, like, none of these other names are any good. Ty Sheridan. Uh, I don't like that one. Joe I like, Keery. I like Joe Keery. I actually like Joe Keery. I like Joe Keery more than Ty Sheridan. I. How do you feel about my Ansel Elgort? What's wrong with Ansel? I just, I've never, I, he's been more of a dramatic person. I just don't know if he could really come up here and be like an action hero. Yeah. How do you feel about Michael B. Jordan? Too old? I think he's too old. Too but old. But John Boyega is about the right age. Okay. But see, I, what if they're appealing to us? How old do you think the person can be? I, I, want like the person if, to be- I feel like if it's John Boyega, I feel, well, I'm sorry, if, if he's trying to appeal to our age, I feel like he could do Michael B. Jordan age. Because see, I'm thinking, when I thought of this, I think at youngest, I want Hercules to be 25. At oldest, I want him to be like 32. 32 is cool. old, man. I'm cool with anybody like, in that age range. You're you're going from like 18 to 20. Your oldest is 25. I feel like you got to choose one person for it, and it's got to be someone in the mid mid range that's between the 26 and 20. A- Adam Driver as Hades. How do you feel about? Oh, that? I mean, yeah, that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I just that one just came to me randomly. What about Grant Gustin as Hermes? Typecasting. <laughs> yeah, that's a typecast. <laughs> I think you've had some good ones. I think my best one was Middle Edition Schwartz. I think that was my best one all day. Yeah, I mean, I think like uh, they've really kind of come on the scene together now. Yeah, they especially have. Schwartz because I mean now he's got that Sonic deal and you know. Is Schwartz getting, bigger than is, there. is Schwartz bigger than Thomas Middleditch? No, no, no. Middleditch has the commercials and uh, the successful HBO show. True, but true. I mean, true. like, I, honestly, though, I feel like Schwartz is more recognizable to the common person because of Parks and Rec. Yeah, true. That's interesting. That's an interesting. Uh, because Parks discussion. and Rec is a show that hit more audiences ABC, than Silicon yeah. Valley. True, true, so. true. That is very true. Word. Well, that's all I got this week, brother. Yeah, man, that was a fun episode. I'm definitely excited to keep going on The Last Dance and also finding new stuff to talk about after this. I did watch one Netflix movie this week. It was Dangerous Lies with the other Riverdale actress in it, and it was not good. Did you watch uh, Hollywood? I haven't watched it yet. We'll talk about that next week. You better check it out. Uh, Next week, I'm thinking we should watch an old movie and review it. Like what? Like a classic, like a Scorsese, like a like a like a like a some like a like a fire, like a Francis Ford Coppola, or like a uh, we'll, James we'll Cameron. Talk about it, we'll talk about, about that off. You need to go watch Clone Wars. That's what you need oh, to go yeah, do. Yeah, I forgot we got to record. Oh yeah, we're doing animated features re- reviews next week. All right, yeah, that's cool. I ain't tripping on that because yeah, you gotta watch Harley Quinn. But word, word, word. You guys can follow me at Limbwt. Follow the birds you think at birds you think. Be sure to check out the latest episode of Anime Talk. 
uh, the BWT podcast, which has been really great for the past like three weeks. Me, Doom, Brooklyn, Schubert, Julian, Justin have been really putting together some great work. So be sure to check that out. We'll have a new episode out on Thursday. But other than that, this is if you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Well, definitely do that. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and, and everywhere else as well. It's uh, also write a review. Yeah, that would be really fine. great if you could do that. Facts. Even if it's just like these guys are cool, that's all you really need. Or you to can do. say, well, you know, I don't want you to say we suck, but if that's how you feel, say it. <laughs> it's biggest better if that's how you feel. You could say we suck, but give us five stars. Facts, <laughs> facts. Uh, but anyway, yeah, go ahead and check out everything that's been going on with the network. Um, and also, our boy Justin has you know some articles that are pretty cool too. Um, shout him out. Um, J Bugs. But yeah, so I hope everyone out there stays safe, has a great week, goes um, checks out a lot of the things that are out there now on the different streaming sites and also the on-demand movies. Stay inside, watch some film, watch some TV shows, and stay safe. And I hope everyone has a great week. And thanks for listening to the show. So goodbye, everyone, and as always, keep it.